Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. AM 970 The Answer presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my heart. Call now. 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to the only show on talk radio that's all about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate, which in this day, of course, is absolutely everything. <clears throat> My co-host, Jerry Feeney, is with me today. Good morning, Good Dottie. morning, Jerry. You have such a sexy voice, I must well, say. Thank you. It sounds you very, very soothing early in the morning. Mm. I know that you're not always in that voice. but <laughs> This is my voice. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it's a little different. But you're not so always soothing when you're yeah, mad. Yeah, but you know, ask really... any of my staff members. <laughs> <laughs> soothing is not one of the adjectives. <laughs> but Jerry is one of New York's finest real estate attorneys, and if you have any legal questions you would like to discuss... With him, we invite you to call us at 866-970-9622. Remember that number, 866-970-9622. Where can you get legal advice for free? Right. Nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but here. We're also joined by Ace Wadasupar. Oh, I think oh, I did it. Oh, look at that. Ace you missed advice. one uh, syllable. All right. Well, I'm getting better at that five there, years. Yeah. Uh, Ace <laughs> is a vice president of Citizens Bank. And if you're too shy to call, and you shouldn't be shy... Um, then you can always contact us at radio at element.com, at radioshow at element.com. And hopefully by the end of the year, I'm going to redo this whole site and make it a lot easier, like we did for the credit man who had mm-hmm. that long credit. <laughs> oh, I mean, it, like, like, it went on for like 10 him, minutes, his email. You would yeah. have to like be sitting in your car for 10 minutes and <laughs> yeah. stop to write it he down. Couldn't, he couldn't even tell you his email address. He would get confused himself. Right. And yeah. we said, listen. That's a bad marketing thing, okay? Daddy, no one can remember that. And please, don't even write it down. You'll have a car accident right? so long. So, yeah. so, but now he's got a good one. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And for the latest, what's happening in the world of real estate. Um, later on the show, I, we've got authors of a very funny book. I think you know this person uh, called Negotiating New York. And it's Life, Love, and the Pursuit of Real Estate, written by a brother and sister, Joanne Douglas and Alfred Renna. Oh, wow. oh yes. Joanne and Alfred. Yes, and get their autographs now, Jerry. Yeah, Ace before, and before I already really got famous. Ace oh, and graduated? I did, all right? All right. We, we made sure to get it. When he gets famous, we don't know if he's going to know us. All right. Um, they've written a funny, interesting book. By the way, they both happen to work for Douglas Elliman. Um, I just have to tell you that, um, well, I just want to also say thanks to Citizens Bank for their constant support. And I say that they are terrific, and they are terrific 
to the radio show, but they're terrific in business, and I personally got my mortgage with them and opened up a bank account with them because they are great, and I certainly wouldn't do that unless I really thought that. And they are the 12th largest retail bank in the United States, and as I said, they deliver such a broad range of financial services to over 5 million individuals, companies, and non-for-profits, which they always give back. Mm-hmm. They support this show, and I encourage you to visit them online at citizensbank.com. That's citizens, C-I-T-I-Z-E-N-S, bank.com, where you can open an account with wherever. And whenever you're leaving home, you'll always have a place where you can visit them in person or ACE at one of their 2,000 branches. And I'm not going to sit here, unless I run out of things to say, and (laughs) give you all their 2,000 branches. But believe me, they have them. But I have to tell you before we begin this show, before I tell you what happened on this day, I was uh, very fortunate to be speaking at the UN for you know women's empowerment, um, entrepreneurship. And uh, I have to tell you, I've spoken at a lot of things, and other than it being a bit disorganized, okay, it was it just blew me away. Um, first of all, women's entrepreneurship, um, and I won a Pioneer Award. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> thank Congratulations. You, thank you. Did you know I was a pioneer? Um, <laughs> but I don't in see a, you in a, in a Conestoga wagon right. going across it. But it was held at the United Nations, and it was launched. This was launched in 2013, and it works globally, and it's like in 120 countries. And they empower women and girls to be active participants in the economy. Because when people are working and they make money, um, they, they're, not, they're out of poverty. And they found that women pay back loans to banks at a much higher rate and better rate than men. I just want yeah, to know that. Yeah, micro-loans, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and, you know, the old uh, teach a man to fish concept that's a much uh, yeah. better use of charitable well yeah and, and and it you know it, it's teaching people skills and teaching people how to make money not because you don't want them to live on well they you know in some of these countries there's, there's nothing to live on I mean there's not welfare yeah. there's not social there's nothing and most so, people would rather have the self-esteem of supporting yeah. themselves so they had um, they had a dinner la- the, the night before for some of the um, speakers and some Mm -hmm. of the people that won the awards uh, from all over the world. And um, they had some people that are innovators, and they had entrepreneurs that pay and initiate startups. And we kind of told people what to do if you want to start up a company. And normally, it's it's hard to go to a traditional bank to do a startup company. Mm -hmm. But we told them what they have to do. And there's, like, I have to say, and I'm not, you know, look, I've had great med mentors, but I have to tell you, there's a whole movement with women really trying to support other women because as much as, you know, look, I've gotten far, so I lived in a man's world and uh, managed to navigate through it. I'm very fortunate to have been able to do that. It is really a lot, very much difficult. Um, and so these are entrepreneurs who uh, really start and enhance uh Women and they encourage them, and they give they give they give money out. They give plenty of money out. And um, some of the people that spoke and that really contributed is Bobby Brown. And you probably women, if you're listening, you've heard of Bobby Brown makeup. Sure, um, mm-hmm. she's big, and she's the CEO of Beauty Evolution and CEO of Chief Creative Offices. And now, 
Laureen Arbus, you know, I don't know if anyone's, she is huge. She is the president and founder of Laureen Arbus Productions. Now, she is the first woman in the United States to head up programming for a national network, which she has done, and she did it for Showtime and Lifetime. Wow. But she is the daughter of Leonard Golder, who is the former chairman of ABC. Mm -hmm. And she changed her name as a young girl so that she she was trained at ABC. Her father founded it. But she, 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 as a young girl, changed her name so that no one would think she was living on her father's coattails. She wanted to do it on her own. She wanted to do yeah. it on her own. Mm, that's great. And that's it was wonderful, yeah. okay? And she um, also has a thing called girl power, so I thought she was great. And then there was Andrea Kenza of Lila, and what she does, and it was so interesting because they gave me for an award, which probably is the most special award I've ever gotten. You know, you usually get like a glass thing that says your name or something or like a trophy or something, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. This woman started a program in all through Africa, and she believes that art enhances um, education. And so she, would, in like the most poorest parts of Africa, would set up and bring like, you know, magic markers and pens and coloring and, and gets them to do art. Mm-hmm. And then uh, trains them and then teaches them. Some of them are not really have any education. And so for all the, the award winners, we were awarded a huge, beautiful painting that was painted by one of the kids in Africa. Oh, that's wonderful. That's, that's great. great. Yeah, it was yeah. special. Congratulations, Donnie. Yeah. That's, that's but great. the two stars that I have to say was a 13-year-old girl who at 10 years old was on Shark Tank. Wow. Her name was Makelia Ulmer. Mm-hmm. And at 10 years old, she went on Shark Tank because she had a business. Uh-huh. And this kid spoke, like, listen, at 10, there was no way. Right. This kid was unbelievable. She's like, she spoke, and she said, look, I'm encouraging you to start a business. I started my <clears throat> business at, at 8. She said, and I went on Shark Tank, and I want to tell you, that's, I was a little nervous, <laughs> but that was a great experience, and she won. And what she did, she sh- I don't know if you ever heard of it, a bee sweet lemonade. It's no. like a healthy lemonade. Uh-huh. And it was like a family secret like or some secret recipe. She went on Shark Tank and she sold them her idea. And she called it bee sweet because when she was two, she was sung by two bees. Uh-huh. And they put $60,000 in her business. And... Uh, she gave her words of advice for people who want to start their business. She's now 13. Okay? <laughs> and I just, do you want to know her words of advice? It was what? just so adorable. She was just so <laughs> articulate. I fell in love with her. She's like, okay, here's the three advice things I would give you dream big, and not only dream big, but if you're a kid, dream like a kid. Hmm. Okay? Um, and she said, you know, and never, never, never be afraid to be challenged. But she was terrific. And then there was a woman that was 100 years old. Wow. She couldn't walk. She had like an aide. And like the woman, you know, had a wheelchair. And it took her like, that kind of delayed the whole thing. But well, she she's got 100, up. She a was 100 years old. She started some company. <laughs> I think it was in the music industry. 
and she said there were no women then, and she said, you probably never heard of this, but in my day, the only people that were there were stenographers that were women. Stenographers, they don't have them anymore, I don't think. Yeah, they're okay. taking shorthand. So she uh, took, so they wouldn't give her, they laughed at her as a woman, so she got all the stenographers. Wow. And she did all this stuff, and then she said, I sued everyone, even the people that worked for me, she said. And, you know, I guess at 100, you don't care less anymore yeah. what people mm-hmm. think. Exactly. She was, at 100 years old, so sharp, and every once in a while she would just forget, right. and she would stop and maybe forget a little bit. But then they would be cut, cut, because she didn't want to stop talking. And then t- she said, I will not cut, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and once you're, you're 100 years old, what do you... Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay? I mean, she was That's just... Fine. I thought, well, I don't know that I want to live to 100, but I thought, oh, <laughs> God, to be that sharp... That's great. And to get up there, and, you know, she was shaking and she, a little bit. I mean, not, not, not because she was scared, just because she's, you know, she was not... But it was unbelievable, and um, they really helped women, children, and, of course, there were men there that also... You know, because everyone said they had male mentors, and it was just and women mentors. But some of, and they're some of the just biggest people that I've met. And when I tell you, they were all so down to earth. It's strictly there's no money that exchanges there. Everyone is um, is all like nobody gets paid. Everyone volunteers, mm-hmm. and it was just great. And it's I have you know. Class. Then I, when I walked into the UN, I thought, when was I at? Was I ever at the UN? And I, I don't think so. I, I, maybe when I, I don't know. Maybe when I was a kid, if they had yeah. a class trip. Were you ever at the UN? I don't. I've never been in. The, no, I'm sorry. I was in the delegates' dining room once for a party, but I've never been in. You know, the main floor. Were you there? Yes, I've never been inside. Yeah, that's what I thought. You yeah. know, when I my daughter came and she said, "I said, would you ever?" I, no, it's a you know. Building. Yeah, but none of us really were ever there. Yeah. So it well, was a great experience. Thank great. you. No, I grew of. from that. It was really not about me. It was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, getting back to business, it was inspiring. On this day in 1872, Susan B. Anthony is a. Do you remember Susan B. Anthony from sure. school mm-hmm. and history? Do they have history anymore? A, a suffragette. One yes. Of the original suffragettes. Boy, Jerry, you must have paid attention in school. I did. I He's sat right scholar. up front. I had suffragette. All my, all my homework done. Really? In duplicate. I reminded the teacher <laughs> if she forgot to collect the homework, I would say, You didn't collect the homework. Oh, the yeah. kids must have loved you. They loved me. I got yeah, like to really. party. Telling so. her to, but, you know, who's, who's laughing now? Okay. Yeah. So Susan Mia, she was on the dollar. She was arrested uh-huh. by a U.S. deputy marshal and charged with illegally voting. Can you imagine mm-hmm. the, the courage but, that took these women to yeah, stand up? Yeah, and, and you know something? That is what we forget, Yeah, that it wasn't that long ago. It was like 100 years ago when women didn't have the right to vote. Um, so she was arrested because she went and voted. So she was willing to get arrested to vote. So, so when it comes yeah. time for election year next year, everybody remember that. People who were willing to you know, get, get beat up or get arrested to vote, we can do it without any issues. So just vote. It doesn't matter who you vote for, just vote. Right, right. As your vote counts. And, you know, of course, we all love Mickey. In 1928, on this day, Walt Disney's Steamboat Willie released the first Mickey Mouse sound cartoon. Oh. Now, remember, there was no sound before that. They had those, Mm -hmm. you know... I, I can't watch some of those talkies when they show yeah. those old. But yeah, yeah they and you know Mickey, who the, Mickey's still alive and well today. The kids love Mickey still. When you when you go out to dinner or, or lunch with a Disney executive, <clears throat> which I did once, 
in a previous life, uh, if they pick up the check, they will say, this is on the mouse. Because really? the mouse is such a this big revenue earner for uh, Disney. I yes. thought you were going to tell me he was wearing a Mickey Mouse watch. No. <laughs> Why? No. Which I had a when Mickey I was a Mouse kid. Watch. And I gave one to my daughter when she was a kid. Of course, I think I had many, too. I think Mickey that would be very Mickey. stylish now to have one of those, you know? Yeah, okay. You but he's, you know what? Talk about staying power. Mickey Mouse is still big. And he looks great. And he hasn't yeah, had he has any an work. Age. Yeah, he hasn't had any work at all. Okay. And, um,. If, you're, if your birthday is a Scorpio, you are forced to be reckoned with. You share birthdays with Megan Kelly, who turns 46. Say, I don't want to tell her an age because mm-hmm. I don't. But anyhow, also worth noting, one year ago today, Dr. Denton Cooley, the American heart surgeon who performed the first artificial heart transplant, died at 80, 96. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he did the first artificial heart transplant. Mm. Yeah. Dottie, did you see the uh, Da Vinci that was bought this yeah. week? I yes, think because the buyer at this disclosed. they had an auction. You know, yeah. all the money went to you know these loans for these uh-huh. kids and money, and they the 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 auctioneer was for Sotheby's, and she said, "Listen, oh. let's get going. I know there's no drinks here because she likes it better when people are drinking at yeah, night, of course, because yeah. they, spend more, they money. spend more money. But we just did the Da Vinci. Okay. Uh huh. How much did they get? Four something? Four hundred and fifty million dollars. Four hundred and fifty million. And ten years ago, this painting was purchased at an estate sale by a, uh, a buyer with a good eye for $10,000. The, they obviously didn't know what it was. Well, but I'm going to have her on the show. Um, a friend of mine who used to work for, I, I think, ABC, or maybe, I don't know, one of the stations, she was there yesterday, and she told me about a thing that she's working on, um, which will be like an app. Which I'm going to have her on the show when when I know that she's got it all together. But sh- an app that you know how you're you're at your house or you're doing a garage sale or maybe you have parents that are you know going to retire and and, uh-huh. and 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 trade down a little bit, and you see something that might because it has to be a hundred years to be considered an antique. I think right. about a hundred. Yeah, technically, years. yeah. Yeah. Well, she's going to have an app that you flash the picture, you go on the app, and then they have appraisers. Oh, and that's they will tell you idea. what it's worth. Oh, that's a great okay. idea. Though. People would pay absolutely for that service. And yeah. you don't have to sell it. Like, yeah. you might just want to know, gee, what's this worth? Right. Okay. Right. And, like, she has, she told me she has all the people from Google. She has people from Google. And it's, I said, well, if you get that going, let that's me know because I'm yeah. totally interested in something. Because yeah. you know how many people let things go? I'm sure that they would. All of us. If oh, you don't know antiques, you don't yeah, know you, the value. If you don't know. And, you know, lots of times I've been in situations, you know, where I was like, cleaning up my uncle's house or something, and you look at something like, I, I don't know if this is worth anything or not. That would have been great. I would have used an app like that. Absolutely. I think it's a great idea. Okay. She's a, yeah. very clever. Very well, yeah, you'll meet her. She, okay. she did my interview, uh-huh. but she's an amazing person. And, you know, <clears> if <throat> I can stress to you anything... Um, relationships are so important and you never know where you're going to use them or need them or maybe never. But I really have to tell you, so many people that I didn't try to, that just came out that I know, um, and I think all of the speakers said basically the same thing, it's all about relationships. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. get out of your box. Um, I'm going to tell you to go see the tree. It's up. Okay, we're going to be right back after our break, but it won't be lit until November 22nd, but Mm -hmm. it's probably less busy now, not so busy. Um, It's 75 feet, and it's a Norway spruce. 
and it weighs more than 12 tons. We'll be right back. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies. By the time I reached uh, one year period, uh, I had lost two inches off my waist, and I lost uh, 17 pounds. I think they're part of the reason that I was able to shake 10 pounds, and I think because of the support, nutritional support. My blood pressure significantly is so low now compared to what it was. I think I'm doing great with it. You've got a good product. It's just amazing. What are you waiting for? Good health is only a phone call away. Don't miss your opportunity to get a free month's supply of Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Call 1-800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code THEANSWER. That's promo code THEANSWER. Order today. Yo, welcome to Brooklyn, baby. County of Kings, home of the Nets. When you cross that bridge, you don't just enter a new zip code. Man, you take on a new mindset. It's always us versus them. If one falls, we all get up. We grind till we shine, then polish some more. This is a place where game recognizes game. Brooklyn, we go hard. Brooklyn Nets partial plans are available now. Call 718-NETS-TIX or visit brooklynnets.com and secure your seats today. Finding the right holiday gift can be so stressful unless you're giving impressive, personalized, and unique gifts to your family, friends, and clients from Pompeii Gift Baskets, a family-owned business in New Jersey with a history of inspiring joy with delicious foods and drinks. Pompeii Gift Baskets specialize in providing a wide array of customizable gift baskets featuring luxury wines, champagnes, beer, coffee, tea, decadent snacks, chocolate truffles, cookies, and more. Wine and liquor bottles can even be engraved with a special message, photo, or logo. Basket themes are personalized and can range anywhere from elegant and chic to masculine or sports themed go to pompeygiftbaskets.com to create your custom order or call daniela she'll work within any budget to get your gift just right down to including kosher options if needed delivery is available throughout the u.s from single baskets or bottles to large corporate orders to create your custom gift call pompey gift baskets at 888-272-0220 that's 888-272-0220 or visit pompeygiftbaskets.com that's pompey p-o-m-p-e-i giftbaskets.com Planning a holiday, office, or corporate party? How about a family get-together, birthday party, dinner party, or black tie event? DR Catering, the official caterer of AM970 The Answer, will create a custom menu that fits your taste and style and offer unique and extensive menus, custom-made for your specific needs. With expert consultation from setup to cleanup, the professional and friendly staff at DR Catering will be with you every step of the way, from budget planning, staffing, and location selection to floral design and decor. See your party come to life. Featuring traditional family-style food as well as following the latest food trends, DR Catering is dedicated to satisfying all your dietary needs. DR Catering also specializes in social, corporate, and pharmaceutical catering. Let them cater your next business lunch. To make your event a memorable one, call Dominic at 201-673-7380. That's 201-673-7380. Or visit them online at drcatering.com. 
IRS doesn't mess around. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too. Even threaten your home or business. If you owe back taxes, call Optima Tax Relief. Optima has access to a special IRS program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. Optima is A-rated with the Better Business Bureau. Don't delay. Call now for your free consultation. Call 800-364-9188. 800-364-9188. Optima Tax Relief. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. You're with the panel of experts, and you certainly learn a lot from the show. But before we go on to real estate stuff, I just want to ask, do you know what happens to the Rockville Center Christmas tree after the holiday season? You know, Jim? Uh, Ace knew. We, had, we talked to him. Yeah. Break. I don't know. They shred it for, for no. um, fertilizer? Oh. No, no. <laughs> Listen to this. It's really good. For the 11th year, the tree will leave its holiday space in Rockville Center and be donated to Habitat for Humanity, where it is made into lumber for building homes. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So I think that's a good... I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's really a good thing. And we're going to have... You know, we're, we're going to like tell you more about that when we get closer to the holidays, okay? Because that's really I didn't. I, I don't think I knew is that it, either. Is the tree up in uh, It's up, but it's not lit. I just told uh, them it doesn't get okay. lit till t- a little bit later, but they uh, have okay. it up. Okay. I think they put it up yesterday or something. By the way, uh, there was a study, of course we told you this here, Jerry, myself, and Ace, we told mm-hmm. you this all along, but now they're just coming out with a study in November and it says, listen to this, Jerry, we jumped to conclusions about millennials and home buying. And uh, remember they said that they'll never buy? Mm-hmm, hmm Okay, now we have found out and confirmed that millennials are very different than Generation X yeah, and baby boomers. Gee, that's brilliant. Yeah. Okay? And one supposed difference that, they recently, that was recently proven incorrect, however, is the lack of interest among millennials in buying homes. Because if you remember... All the articles the last couple of years, well, not maybe last year, but before that, when millennials saw their parents, they saw the people, they're, they're not interested, they yeah, like renting. they don't renting. want to buy anymore, yeah. Well, into real estate, yeah. Our previous assumption proved to be wrong. <laughs> and uh, they say that the rates of low home ownership purchases among that younger generation was that millennials simply didn't want to buy their own homes uh, at that time because they didn't have the money to. And more recently, they said that now the picture of a millennial attitudes towards home has emerged. And so they were wrong. They do want to buy homes. Mm-hmm. They want to buy houses. <clears throat> and they simply just couldn't afford it. And they said that the most recent research shows that starting with <laughs> the knowledge that millennials did want to buy homes, because, of course, now they changed their incorrect data, that you've been reading but we've been telling you wrong, uh, researchers began looking into specific plans and the ability to do uh, for the millennials to do more closely. And the fact that 68% of the millennials plan on owning more than one home, okay? They not only want a home, 68% of them plan on buying more than one home. Mm, Ace wow. is a perfect example of that. Right. Okay, mm. right, Ace? Yes. This finding indicates that while mobility may still be a factor, millennials consider 
they plan to approach it through serial home ownership rather than through perennial renting. Okay, so they want to own. And another encouraging statistic with millennials and home ownership is that 40% of this generation who are over 25 have begun saving for the down payment on a house. In part, this may be an effort to save money and uh, maybe they'll buy a less expensive house, but they're really starting to save. Well, yeah, when they're 22, they're really not thinking about it, okay? Uh, they were just getting out of school. The millennials are now what, in their 30s, the oldest ones. Mm-hmm. And given that the millennials are now seriously planning to become consumers in the real estate market, it's interesting and very important, and really to marketers and to people that are selling their homes, um, that, you know, they, they have budgets, that you know what they like. And here's some of the things that millennials want. And if you're selling your home, you should know this, because I'm not saying you should do everything, but just keep in mind, um, especially if, you know, you're selling a a starter home, although I read some facts that millennials like to skip the starter home. Oh, they want to go right. Yeah, that's yeah, typical like they, of millennials. Yeah. They yeah. want to go okay. to the finish like, line. Not right like, away. why did I sell my starter home and then yeah. I'll fix it up and needs step work? Step by step. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, no, they want to skip that step if yeah. they can. Okay? It's same, in, it's, same in business. They want to join yeah. as the CEO. You know, right. Like, I don't want to <laughs> go through all that <laughs> yeah, yeah, nonsense. Yeah. Um, so they, s- s- 47% of the respondents wanted solar power. I don't really think, well, that, that's what this says. I haven't, maybe in New York it's not as big. While an astonishing majority of 75% of millennials said they wanted all new appliances. Okay, which really I think they probably do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in the survey, luxury and larger properties proved less popular among younger potential buyers, uh, with extra long driveways being a feature only that 9% of them cared about. You know how people wanted those sprawling. I mean, they... Okay. The same survey found that the location is important to the millennial buyers. Roughly one-third of those surveyed said they wanted a home within 10 miles of a major city. Um, This indicated a preference for the conveniences offered by large cities over the greater privacy to be in small, quiet communities. And again, there was like a trend when you wanted to live like miles away from everyone, and that they want to be close. Now, maybe when they buy their second house, they won't want that, uh, but they do want that at the beginning. They prefer to be close access to all vital services, such as a doctor or dentist, uh, and stores and shopping and restaurants. And uh, they're saying that leave the millennial myths that you have of the past. Well, we never had those myths. We always knew that they were mm-hmm. buying, and especially yeah. that we have ace here. How many homes do you own now? Ooh. Uh, don't even ask. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> no, but, but he works hard. It's not like somebody gave that to him. So I don't mean that in kind of like a, a boasting way. He's worked hard, and he methodically invests some of his money mm-hmm. in real estate. And, and you know, Dottie, interesting um, statistic is that by 2020, if you're a seller, 70% of the buyers will be millennials. It'll make up 70% of the market. By 2020? By 2020. Oh, so, God, that's scary. Yeah. So, I mean, location, location is key for these millennials. So, Yes. I mean, but if you if you don't have the right location, that I can't help you with. <laughs> we can help you get your, your house ready. But, um, And now, NAR, the NAR, I was told that I was at a, in, in Chicago, they conducted an annual survey and... Um, they said that in the year 2001, which is 
a while ago, 48% of the buyers learned about their home through a real estate agent. And only 8% found their home on the Internet. Well, in 2001, I'm not sure how many people were on the Internet. Yeah. I'm trying it to was, go back was, that far. I mean, it, there wasn't a lot of uh, real estate websites in 01, you know. Well, they figured out that the time has changed. Yeah, you <laughs> Gee, think so? You should let me do the research. <laughs> Who would have thought that? It would that? take me five minutes. Right. Okay. The information based on the answers from random samples of 145 actually 146,000 consumers who purchased between July 2016 and June 17. And here are some of the facts that the NAR. Now, these are national numbers, so they're not specific to your area. They're national. 68% of the buyers said that they frequently rely, that they frequently rely on a real estate agent for information. The information source that was the highest, well, they, go on, they always go on the Internet. And then they rely on the real estate agent, but they really go on the internet. And we've told you on the show so many times, the way those pictures are taken, the way you put that house or what you're selling out on the internet, if you don't do that properly, somebody might never get to you. So that's really important. Um, 86% of the buyers said they use the internet frequently during the search process. So they go to the internet and really... It's a good tool to have so they see what sells, they see what's on the market. Now, 17% contacted a real estate agent first, and 6% began by driving through a neighborhood looking for a home for sale. Frankly, I'm surprised 17% went to the agent first. Yeah. I find that most people well, I'll tell start you why. on the internet. Start because on the internet. If, you're, if you know somebody who swears by a good agent, like I would, I mean, I, might, I would still go on the internet because I'd still want to see what's around. Right. But if yeah. someone said, I have a great agent and I trusted that person, I would call them. Oh, no, I agree. I just, I just think that people would start looking first and then call that agent and say, I found yeah. some things. Well, that's what they have. Me? And again, this is not New York necessarily. Mm -hmm. This is national. Um, and of course, I was to tell people signs. And it's not a big number, but let me tell you, you just need one buyer for your home. That's all you need or your apartment. So however they come, 6% would drive through the neighborhoods and source signs. Half the home purchased, half the homes that were purchased, listen to this, were within 15 miles of the buyer's previous residence. Yeah, people don't move far away. Okay. Generally. So when you're marketing your home, you should ask your agent uh, to give you some stats on where people are coming from that buy. But basically, 15% indicate they use newspaper ads, and that's still high. Yes, I think it's and very high. And 2% yeah. said they watch TV. Watch TV. Although oh, I got like in the airlines. Yeah. They let me get in when I was late because they saw my name, and they said, you have million-dollar listing guys on that show. And the so woman goes, I that. love that show. We're going to have a house like that one day. <laughs> okay? She, you're in. I gave her my card. She said, and my daughter's going to make her a, a, a hit record. But we are going to have a house like that one day. A million dollars. That's great. It was a great story. We'll be back. 866-970-9622. We'll be back right after our commercial break. Are you a business owner, marketer, or entrepreneur? 
Do you want to outperform your competition with digital advertising but don't know how? Then tune in to the Isaac Rodansky Show, Winning with Digital Advertising. Join Isaac, number one best-selling instructor and founder of AdVenture Media, one of New York's fastest-growing digital agencies, as he interviews world-famous marketing experts and answers all your questions about growing your business online. Catch it Sunday afternoons at 2 on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, honey, I'm home. Hi, sweetheart. How was your day? Well, everything was fine until I got the job of finding a place for our holiday party. Don't sweat it. Book the Atlantis. That's right. Your office party was there last year. The Atlantis was perfect. The food, two bars, service, it was all great. Everything was so clean and beautiful, and those views of the city. And they got three decks, a dance floor, LED lighting, and a state-of-the-art sound system. Seems like a no-brainer to me. You're right. This is going to be the best holiday party ever. The Atlantis it is. Have an event coming up? Call Francesca to charter the Atlantis. She does more than just holiday parties. Think weddings, sweet 16 parties, sunset cocktail parties, bar, bat mitzvahs, luncheons, you name it. Guests can board from several locations, and Francesca makes it incredibly easy. Call her at 212-385-9400, 212-385-9400, or email her at events at franstouchofclass.com. For our Ask the Lawyer friends and listeners, you can attend any of Connors & Sullivan's free seminars on elder law, Medicaid, wills and estate planning, and more. Yes, it's all free and all close to you. So come to Connors & Sullivan's free seminars. On Monday, November 27th at Connolly's Corner, 71-17 Grand Avenue in Massbeth, Queens at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. At the Adria, 221-17 Northern Boulevard on Wednesday, November 29th at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. And on Thursday, November 30th at Lenny's Clambar, 161-03 Cross Bay Boulevard in Howard Beach, Queens at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Can't go to any Connors & Sullivan's free seminars? Then call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. Make an educated decision on your estate and family legal solutions today. Call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 or go to connorsandsullivan.com. Connors & Sullivan, plan now for later. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. The National Guard for me was a perfect fit. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I didn't find that in the normal day-to-day life. I didn't find that working behind a desk. I realized being hands-on and being a soldier was something that would keep me active, keep me outside, keep me in the, that team environment that I craved and that I needed so much. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. I wanted to be in Boise, Idaho. I wanted to be home. The National Guard gave me the opportunity to stay right where I was, to serve my country and my community, and it was the best of both worlds. I grew up flying bush planes in Alaska with my dad. I was fortunate enough to get my pilot's license. I wanted to be in helicopters. I wanted to be a crew chief. The Army National Guard gave me a chance to fly helicopters now instead of fixed-wing aircraft. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. Dennis Prager here, and for two years now, I've been telling you about my wife, Sue, who tried Relief Factor because of her knee pain, and it worked. And if you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle aches and pain, do what my wife, Sue, did. Try Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com or call them toll-free, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. 
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and um, again, you're listening to I on Real Estate, 866-970-9622. So we have a couple of questions that that we were emailed in. And um, before that, I had an uh, an email on where are the cheapest places to rent, okay? So although I think I told everyone home prices in Queens uh, led the pack, and Queens is getting unaffordable, we did some research, and the 11 most affordable neighborhoods for renters are North Corona, which... The median asking rent is sixteen fifty. Bensonhurst, which is seventeen hundred, medium. Uh, Briarwood, Bellrose, which is in Queens, Borough Park, and I, Woodhaven, Oakland Gardens, and Queens Village, Ocean Parkway, Jamaica Estates, and Sheepshead Bay. Those hmm. were the cheapest for rentals. Really? That was, yeah. Jamaica States. Yeah, well, hmm. someone I know just bought a home there. It's oh, actually my really... Addresses that yeah, I, I thought it would be more expensive. Yeah, it's really nice yeah. in Jamaica States. It's, yeah, so, well, you know, it's for rentals. Yeah. So they're not talking about home sales. And so if you're looking for a rental, maybe some people rent their houses out and things of that nature. But those were the research that we did as the most uh, affordable. And, and the rents aren't cheap either. Um, the other question was... It's been months and my home won't sell. Now, what do I do? And, like, they have a listing, and it's a sale listing, uh, basically meaning that it's been on the market a while. And as I said, if you're priced right, uh, we're in a market where they don't last too long. Um, So you should ask your real estate uh, these three questions. And, uh, you know, you should ask them, well, okay, first of all, did you price it well? I mean, what now, when you ask a real estate a price, real estate agent, it's not a science, okay? There's no science that they can, this is the formula and this is the exact price. I've uh, seen things that have sold that I don't think would sell it what they sold. And also mm. I think the things that didn't sell at the price that I thought they would have sold. So it's not an exact science. And what I tell people is um, don't, don't look at only what's sold because that's not on the market anymore. Look at what your competition is now. So tell your real estate agent, if it's in the city, you'll have to either walk in this freezing weather or take a cab or Uber or somebody. And by the way, my rating wasn't any good, and I'm very upset about that. Oh, yeah? Yes, I have a bad yes. Don't worry. You're not the only one, Daddy. Okay, I'm, I'm upset. Well, who are you talking about, me? No, I'm upset. I have a bad <laughs> my Uber My rating rate. is fine. Well, you better check again. Anyhow. They, they, they vie for me. They compete to come and pick me up. My rating is so high. Anyhow, that you, you need to get your real estate agent to show you what a buyer who is now looking in the price range that your home is, and you have to kind of step away from your home and not say, mine's the best, mine's the greatest, mine's this, and be a buyer. Daddy, this is one of the best pieces of advice I think you okay. give. And, and people I, have got I to listen to it. I have done this for people. Yeah, it's so important. I will take you to your... Because it doesn't matter really what's... I mean, it gives you an idea, but that's yesterday's news. Right. If there's a lot of competition in your price range, well, 
what do they call it? SOL, I won't mm -hmm. say the word, out of luck. Mm -hmm. Okay, that means that you're probably going to get a lower price. Mm -hmm. So you go as a buyer, have your real estate, or have you, and go see what other people are going to see if they're looking in that price range and how yours stacks up to that. Um, and then look at what's on the market now and ask the real estate agent to tell you how long they've been on the market. Because if your competition's been on the market six months, they're probably likely not priced right, right. either. Right. So you don't want to use that as how you price your property. Right? Now, then you have to say, since the day you listed your property, your real estate agent would know and, of course, should have told you if you had any because you would have had to uh, respond. And I recently had the experience of dealing with an agent from, of course, not Douglas Elliman, who I called up because my friend wanted to buy something, and he said, uh, she'll never take that price. <laughs> I said, wait a second. Don't tell me that. Right. This is an all-cash buyer. It really wasn't that far off to begin with. And you don't know that. And this right. is an estate, so people are going to split the money anyway, and you don't know that. Well, I know it. And I said, listen, it's against the law to not present this offer, so present it. So he, and I said, and I don't want to mess around. Get me their best offer because I can't go back and forth. So he comes back, he gives you whatever their best offer is, which wasn't, and of course the buyer is a new buyer. She has a place in Jersey, but she's looking to have this, you know, Pierre to tear for the first time. So she really doesn't know prices in New York. And she's, well, I don't know. I think it's high. I said, well, maybe you have to lose a few things before you get them. <laughs> and then... He says, well, that's the best they'll do. I said, well, okay. He said, and I'll just sell it to somebody else. I said, good. I'm going to sell her something too. <laughs> I said, but you know what? We should be working together because it's not that far off. Anyhow, I hang up. I don't call him. I don't call him. And he, he calls the next day or he texted me or email. And he writes, well, we're only 50000 apart. I think we should be able to put something together. Now, he yeah. just told right. me that was she the best price. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm trying to tell you is don't let your agent speak for you. I don't care what somebody offers. First of all, they have a legal obligation to tell you. Because, you know, a year later, if you don't get any offers, you could say, well, gee, Right. I would have taken that if I knew about it. If you'd given me And the then chance. your agent yeah. says, well, you told me not to present anything under this. Well, sh I don't remember that. Did I? I never remember saying that. Yeah. And, and by the way, why right? does it hurt by calling them and saying, you know, this might not be something that's palatable to you, but here's what they're offering. And, and then go back and counteroffer, right, Donnie? Because a lot of times you can, you and, can the, and yes, and if they don't accept it, tell the listing broker to leave a, an offer. Like, say, we're leaving this offer, and if... They get a better offer, great, good luck to them. But if this is still standing, you have nothing to lose. Um, and and so, I, so I think you need to go yourself and look and see what's on the market and also what's on the market, see how long it took to sell. And if it just got on the market one day well, that, or like a month or three weeks, that's one thing. But if you see that your competition has been on the market six months or longer, then I would say, now again, I'm excluding things that are very, very high priced because they do take longer to sell. Um, then you have to say to yourself, well, uh, maybe these aren't priced right either. Then I tell people, by the way, because usually people say, well, what's your commission and what's the price and what's the price? What do you think? 
I said, do me a favor. Take this yellow piece of paper uh-huh. and write down and fold it up and tell me when you ideally want to be out here, out of this place. Because a lot of people say, oh, I don't have to sell, I don't need to sell. Good, then you can get my five-year plan. Okay, but again, depending on how quickly you want to be out, and uh, when I was doing this deal, I was helping the agent uh, at Douglas Sullivan because it's a friend of mine. I said, well, this place has been on the market a week, so they're not likely going to come down too, too much. I said, but you're all cash, and you want to be in by Christmas, so let's look at what's important to the seller. And it was an estate. So usually estates can take long, but this estate wanted to be done with it. So they did get the property, and it was all worked out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so back to your question, is the price right? And as again, I can't tell you that there's a science to it, uh, but, you know, you might want to price your property a little under what everything else is listed for, you know, uh, sometimes that will get somebody, but look at your competition, price it accordingly, or you might want to put some feature in that really clicks. And I'm not a believer, and we're going to have my uh, favorite people on the show that did the book at 12 and so at 11, and and so we'll after we talk about the book, they'll they'll give their comments because this is really important because uh, people call us, and this was written in by somebody. Uh, why did my house sell? And when you call us and say, why doesn't it sell? Again, I don't, we don't know sitting here the exact circumstances or what your competition is. But these are things that you could look at. And I'm not a believer, this is just me, but I, I'm not a believer of listing high and hoping someone figures out to drop their, you know, and, and, and having a big negotiation and making someone feel like a bargain. I think if you price it in the market we're in today, I just think if you price it, where it belongs to be priced, you're better off. But that's just my opinion. I, I, the email asked me, should I get a different agent? Well, I'm, well, I, you know, I don't know what your agent did or not, so I can't judge if the agent's been good. And I don't know if it's the agent, because, or it could be, but an agent's not Houdini. An agent needs, it's like a partnership. An agent needs some a homeowner who's working together with them. All right. And if you're, they take orders from the seller. So if you tell them this is the price, then they will have to do that. Uh, but if they tell you we'll drop it by 5% and it doesn't sell, they're not going to know for sure if that's going to happen. So there's always a number. And it depends on market conditions and it depends on what's on the market. And we're in a political environment. I just read an article. I don't, I don't, I didn't bring it because I thought it was. Well, they were talking about the high-end market, and people can't make decisions, and so the high-end market's slow. And I'm saying, well, if anybody wants to buy a high-end property, you should be buying it now. (laughs) Don't wait till it's back on fire again, okay? The people that bought initially, because the closings for the new development stuff is coming in, you know, some of it came in that was sold two or three years ago. And I'm like, so if you're reading, because I read all these brokers saying, oh, it's slow now, we can't, it's hard to make a deal, it takes much longer. And I'm like, well, if you're a buyer, take that opportunity. Right. This when is, it's a slower market. You'd be looking back on this saying, why didn't I buy that? And buy, don't wait yeah. till it's on fire again. And right. it's not bad, it's just taking longer because there's a lot of political things. And I don't, we'll talk about it later if we think that the tax 
is going the, the <clears throat> tax if the tax changes we talked about it a little last week mm-hmm. but ace on second homes i was reading that a lot of people yeah. are going to make them investment properties now are they cutting out the i don't even know if they'll end up cutting it out completely i think they'll probably go back but what what is your thoughts on that i think right now second homes i mean it's um two variables right you can use it as your primary in, in terms of just going back and forth but you know, a lot of people are, are, are transitioning from a second home to an investment property as well. Well, that's what I read. Yeah. I read that, you know, if this comes to play, they said, well, mm-hmm. I want to stay in my Hamptons house the whole summer. However, things have changed, so I'll stay in it one month and I'll rent it out and I'll classify it as a rental, as, a rental. as investment property. So um, we'll see what happens with this bill. Who knows? You know, we don't really know. So I, I think... That also might be a good time to buy because people might be waiting till they find a clear-cut answer, um, and that's always a possibility. But again, you can't guarantee a rental, so know that. Jerry, you have any clients of yours asking anything like that? Uh, you know, I've had people asking me what I think the <clears throat> tax reform is, how it's going to impact market value. I think it's impossible to say. I don't think it's going to be great for ARIA. You know, the House did pass their version this week got to go to conference because mm-hmm. it's significantly different from the senate but both bills eliminate uh deductibility and state and local income tax one has a ten thousand dollar cap the other one eliminates it completely so you know it's it's i'm not sure why that's flying through the congress because it seems to me very unfair but uh, it looks like we may get stuck with that um well, it's really going to be very fair and the ho- uh, worse for people in the ho- that live in areas that are for the northeast. That, yeah, yeah, that affects us a lot more. Yeah. So, but, so what are you telling people? Well, I mean, I, I don't think it's possible to know. There's too many variables, you know, in and of itself. The tax bill. I don't think it's going to be great for northeast real estate because of these, uh, you know removal of, of the mortgage interest tax deduction, or at least the cap on it, the removal of second home. These are not things that, that help real estate. But there are other fundamentals weighing in favor, but it doesn't exist alone. If the if it does stimulate the economy as they're hoping, you know, that tide <laughs> excuse me, may overcome the, the downside. Yeah. Well, I don't know how it's gonna affect real estate, but I don't I don't I don't necessarily think it's gonna change people's need or want to buy homes. And I mean, I think right. the millennials mm-hmm. are doing it because they want to live in homes and they want to own them. I mean, it's kind of you're more secure um, when you own a home. We are going to be back after the news, and I am very excited to have probably one of my favorite families, <laughs> and they all are the great, best work for Douglas Sullivan uh, in management and teams, and they've been in the business a long time. And their new book is Negotiating New York, Life, Love, and the Pursuit of Real Estate by Joanne Douglas and Alfred Reynolds. And their brother and sister, by the way. I like that, Pursuit yeah. of Real Estate. I love the name. They'll be very, you won't want to miss them. 866-970-9622. We'll be right back after our 11 o'clock news. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. 
Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.